0: Hi, and welcome to Health, Wealth, and the Pursuit of Happiness, a podcast that will empower you to live a more inspired life and find real freedom. Each episode, Mark Dale Mazer and Aries Jimenez discuss best life practices, covering topics ranging from health and well-being, to true wealth and our relationship to money, to understanding what real freedom and happiness really is. They provide tools and a system for helping you live a balanced, authentic life In complete harmony with your mind,
1: body, and soul. Welcome. Health, wealth, and the pursuit of happiness. We are here. Yes, we are. Welcome, Aries. Hi, Mark. Let's see. We've done our little walk, our talk, our meditation, and here we are. Ready to rock and roll. Indeed. So up to this point, let's review, shall we? Let's. In season one, episode one, we started around the idea that to live an inspired life, one must have an intention to do so. And we talked a lot about what really is involved in intention and the power of intention. And then in the second episode of season one, we talked about really having something really born of spirit whatever it is that we're going to live in the way of an inspired life, the very source and the essence of what that's going to be is really going to emanate from spirit. How do we do that? What is spirit? How do we access spirit? Which led us very quickly into episode three of season one, which is that inner listening to really connect with our spirit and our inner being and our heart, our soul whatever we want to call it. It requires us to be in contact and connect there. So that episode was solely based on how do we access that connection through through inner listening, which all then built towards the great crescendo of vision. Crescendo, I like I crescendo. that word. Yeah, because once we have the intention, we're connected with spirit, we're able to continue to access on an inner listening basis where our spirit and our soul and our heart is leading us, our authentic self. And we want to live into that. What is that for us? What does that look like? We need to have a vision of what that looks like. How's that going to be played out in each of our lives? It isn't sort of a la-la land, big picture dream, which it is, but it needs to be more concrete. How are we going to do this? This big thing that we want to be or do or have or whatever it is for us. And so in vision, we really talked about how we build a vision. And we had two adjunct, if you will, sister complementary episodes to the initial vision episode where we both role-played with each other in using the tools of Money Quotient and the Kinder Institute to help elicit and sort of jumpstart, catch a little spark of a fire on what one's vision could be. And now here we are. So it begs the question, what's next? What is next? It's the way forward. It's how do we move forward? So, let's start there. Opening thoughts on how to move forward. So moving forward, that requires,
2: you know, there's a word in there, move. So that requires action. And so, really, what is the action plan, what are the steps that we need to all start taking to start moving in the right direction, that direction towards that that true vision, that big vision that we each painted for ourselves, right? And so, I want to start the, the conversation with, with a concept, the concept that our external life circumstances, so you know, the situations that we're currently living in, whether it's, you know, as it relates to work, your relationships, to money, whatever that might be. So our our external life, that our external life and circumstances are a direct result of the person that we are being and the things that we are currently doing or that we have done in the past, right? And so when I think about that concept, you know one of the things that really jumps out is that we're responsible for the life and the situation that we currently live in. I think that's where a lot of it should start is really just taking responsibility you know for our lives, right And that in order to change our external circumstances and to start moving towards this big vision, it really starts with us it starts with the person that's in the mirror and in order to to have more we first have to be more and by being more that will allow us to hopefully do more and through doing more we'll have what we ultimately want right and so you know I have i have a number of questions centered around around that concept and really for for all of our listeners i think the the big thing here it it all starts with personal growth you know when i think about growth and i think about change they're they're both related you can't have one without the without the other really and so you know what what steps or what things can we and should we be doing to grow and to change and and i think where we all should start is really the the mindset is developing the right mindset that's required to create this vision that we have for our lives i think that's that's where it all starts you know the mindset which includes you know the thoughts and the beliefs that we have around whether it's the world ourselves others i mean money relationships whatever it might be and it's continuing to grow and develop the right mindset that will allow us to to get what we want out of life, right? right. And so I want to share a, a quote from Jim Rohn, last name spelled R-O-H-N. And Jim Rohn actually, he was probably the first person that I got introduced to and exposed to as it relates to just personal growth and personal development. Types of speakers, right? And so, he he would encourage in one of his talks that I've listened to, he encouraged er- that everybody should strive to become a millionaire, right? And and this was, I mean, he was doing this stuff, I, I believe, in the seventies and eighties, right? So back then, a million dollars was a lot more than it is today. But his quote is, "Become a millionaire, not for the million dollars." but for what it will make of you to achieve it. And I know when I first heard that, it hit me pretty good, right? You never really think about it that way. Like most people, you know, me included, right? I was guilty. Like you want to you wanna have a million dollars because you think of having that money and the life or the options that you might have available and what you could do with that money. But in order to get to that point where you're a millionaire, it's like what type of person do you have to be to be able to get that, right? And some of the things that I, like when I think about that, some of the things that jump out to me is like for me personally, like I got to be disciplined, got to be focused, got to have clarity, got to know what I want. I mean, those are some some of the things that, that I think about. And so, you know, a question that that I have that I'll, I'll just pose to to the both of us is what changes do each of us all of us need to make in life in order to better align with what we want. And so what what comes out of that question for for you, for me?
1: You know, so I want to pose that, that question to you, Mark. What, what comes to mind for you? Well, I think you're right on with the idea that for us to really move forward into something greater, we can't keep doing what we've always been doing, that truly is the definition of insanity to have an expectation that if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to get something different next time around. Right. But we don't really think about it like that. But what you're saying will help us think about it like that, that there does need to be a growth component and there needs to be a change, a commitment to change. Oftentimes we don't know exactly how we need to change and we don't know exactly maybe in what areas we need to grow. I think the most important thing that comes up for me in that question is, more that we know we need to do something different. And I can think back when I began my own journey, and certainly we will assume the listening audience understands that both of us are about as human as any human gets. And we're going about this zigging and zagging and learning as we're going along. But, you know, for me, who I would consider myself. A pretty clear four years into my journey here that I knew that certain things had to change. And I just started changing certain habits. And the habits that I started changing initially were habits of what I was listening to. And that just seemed logical to me because for one, we all creatures of habit. Yeah. And I listened to a lot of sports talk radio. I'm guilty of that too. And it wasn't that I had anything against talk radio per se. It was entertaining. But what kind of bothered me about it was it's basically brainless in the sense that it's not adding anything to my life. I noticed myself either being really justified in how I felt about a team or a player But again, it would leave me going like, so what did I get out of that? What did that do for me? And it didn't do anything for me. And after really kind of arguing about it internally for a number of months, I finally decided, I think I'm going to cut it out and just see what happens. And that's when I started listening to The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer, no short of 25 or 30 times because I wasn't listening to talk radio anymore.
2: Because you had the CDs. Had the CDs. But you weren't listening to it.
1: I wasn't listening to talk radio. I wasn't listening to, if it wasn't talk radio, it was typically either alternative rock or classical. And I enjoyed that. But again, what was it doing for me from a growth standpoint? There was a deep sort of knowing that I did need to grow or change in some way. So this is what I did. Stop talk radio. Listen to Wayne Dyer. And that, definitely moved me towards a particular tipping point.
2: It's interesting that you brought up talk radio just because I I basically did the same thing too. Really? Yeah. So, you know, my commute to and from work can range anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour if it's really bad. And so for the most part, you know, I was listening to talk radio for a number of years too. Sports radio, right? Just following the teams here locally in San Diego and you know on their shelves they they talk about whatever players and you know like you mentioned and and I was in that same situation too where you know you just take a step back and you start thinking well you know what kind of value is this bringing in my life right and what are some some of little small little small changes and tweaks that you could make that would make a significant difference and it was definitely like you mentioned you know listening to things, like I started listening to podcasts. Like I didn't start getting into podcasts until I would say about a year and a half ago. So, and I think that's kind of late too because podcasts have been around for a number of years. And so, when I when I dropped, so one of the things I think about is for all of us is really thinking about one thing that we could change in our lives or like these small things that we could eliminate or take out and replace with something better, right? In this case, I took out sports talk radio and I replaced it with podcasts and not just any podcast, but podcasts where I was really wanting to learn, right? It just started, started about learning where instead of learning about my team and, and what's going on internally regarding the sports organizations and, and this and that, I was learning about other things that I felt like would make a significant difference and allow me to take steps towards these goals and this these visions that I had right or this life vision that I had for myself so i would start there i think that's the next right step is just thinking about that I, one one thing that you mentioned specifically as it relates to talk radio right in this case sports radio you brought up the term or the word entertainment right and i think there's a there's a time and a place for entertainment but i think it's it's wise to set up boundaries around that Right. And back to being intentional, it's okay. Entertainment's okay, but does it need to be every day and, you know, every single drive to and from work? Probably not. That might be a little bit too much. Right. But just finding that balance, I think makes a lot, a lot of sense and can make a, make a
1: huge difference in in a person's life. Yeah. Just thinking about things that way. The whole thing's about time. We're going to do something with our time. Is our time going to support us? Is it going to really help us or are we simply being entertained right. for that time? That was the thing that I pretty much dealt with in my mind, is the amount of time that I was spending not doing other things, more importantly. And of course, one thing always leads to another, so I cut out talk radio, go to Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer gives me this sort of tipping point in terms of what I needed to do, okay, where I put this intention out of being a different person in a year. And that then propelled other events in my life, events where I was, I was really moved internally to take action on things and not to dilly-dally. I mean, to just move on them. Just do it, do it, do it, do it. Was sort of this thing going on within me. And just to continue to do it, do it, do it until I knew for sure this was not what I should be doing. But every time I did it, it reinforced it is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I signed up for Kinder, yes. Went to the first module, yes. Second one, really yes. It was like a hell yes. The third one was just, wow, this is where I'm supposed to be. So every move along the way was extremely confirming that from my original intention, these things were supporting that. Right. And then you chip away further. I mean, there were other tools. There were other, I mean, I would never typically do a Michael Hyatt best year ever. I would never do that because it was like too hard. I had to look at myself and look at myself in a sort of very bright light. And I had to be honest. And I had to like put things down that maybe weren't all that great about me or about where I was going. It was all of that kind of stuff was wrapped up into my why I would never do this because it was harder and much funner to do something else. But I realized if I don't do it, can I advance without this? And I felt like I don't think I can advance without this. So I'm gonna do it. And so I did it. And it turned out to be another catalyst towards opening up my mind to all these different facets of my life, which I never thought of my life that way. And then I put these things down on paper and I saw kind of what was really reality. And you know, you look at yourself honestly. If you can accept however it is, it is. And not beat yourself up or berate yourself. But instead, just with an honest evaluation, acknowledge it and then be determined. Take steps to change it. To change it, Yeah, exactly. You know, I I think...
2: You know, the course and the steps that you've you've taken really is it starts with that inner work, right which is you know the inner listening is a big part of it, but the, the inner work and you know a big part of that inner work is you know kind of seeing the good, the things that that you love about your life and that you really enjoy, but also some of the things maybe that, that you're not so happy about. And that's where it starts. You have to you have to assess and know where you're at
1: today. Right, because you then how how else can you move forward towards something if you don't know where you are? Right, exactly. So part of the vision is you
2: know where you want to go. Okay, if you want to get there, you know, kind of like that whole GPS analogy, right? If you want to get to a place, a destination, you know, a big part of that is knowing kind of where you're at currently, and then through that mapping out a course, you know, yeah. a way, yeah. to get there, right. right? And that's a continuous part of the process or the journey is you always have to know where you're at. You know, you always have to know what you're happy and satisfied with in your life as well as the the areas that you want to improve on and you want to change so that way you could, you know, you could
1: focus on making those changes. Absolutely. And again, and this one thing leading to another, the whole issue of podcasts and the joy and the power of podcasts because you're really listening to what other people successful people people that are sort of on their life plan and really on a path, whether it's a mission and purpose, whatever the case may be, something that was always a common theme was this idea of routines. And you and I have talked about routines and needing to implement routines. And, you know, Michael Hyatt's another believer in, in the routine. And I remember again, coming to this crossroads where do I begin integrating certain routines in certain practices on a regular basis and what would those be Right and again found myself making more decisions that okay rather than just sort of getting up and letting sort of my work which is typically the case for me my work was just kind of kind of just propel me to just start my day and just roll through my work day instead i was being much more purposeful and thoughtful right and intentional intentional yeah exactly and so i set up a series of different expanded on started with a very simple routine in the beginning which was just meditating for 20 minutes and then that expanded into 45 minutes to an hour and then i got into this whole thing regarding taking again better consistent control of my eating and my health by now prepping every meal I'm gonna eat on a given day myself. I'm not gonna have it prepped by someone else in another kitchen, I'm gonna do it myself. So I can control exactly what's going in and I know the quality of what's going in and the effect it's gonna have on my body. So again, a routine and continue to build on it.
2: Yeah, and and speaking of routines, I wanna share a book that I just recently came across and then I'm I'm digging into and it's called The Miracle Morning. It's by Hal Elrod. And so part of it for me is you know when I think about time and you know I'm a I'm a dad of of three young boys and so time for me and what I do with my time is very important, right? Especially in this stage of my parenting life. Like things are pretty crazy right now. So when i think about how can i find the time to do the things that i need to do to continue to you know work towards this life vision that i have for myself you know one of the things that i thought about was you know in order to find the time and make the time it's it's got to be in the morning it's got to be when all three boys are asleep because when they're not and i'm home it's like you know i got daddy duties right and so Very thankful that I came across this book. For all of you, I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. But he kind of maps out. I mean, the the gist of it is this miracle morning, essentially what he encourages you you to do is wake up an hour earlier than you normally would. And he kind of sets, he has a routine for you to follow. And this is something that I'm hopefully trying to implement into my life right now. And you know, I'll be sharing with all of you kind of, you know, what's what's been coming out of that. But I I just started it, and so far I I think it's great. I, I mean, to me, it makes sense the routine that he has in in place, right? Because prior to that, I would even say for myself that I'm not a morning person. I would consider myself a night owl, and so to do stuff in the morning, it was just it was just a drag. It was hard, and so one of the things that I, that I you know i want to talk about as we explore kind of you know your thoughts and and mindset is the concept of limiting beliefs as well as the concept of like empowering beliefs right on the flip side and that we all we all have them we all have these limiting beliefs i feel like not too many of us have enough empowering beliefs that we we think about on a consistent basis on a daily basis but you know example of a limiting belief for me would have been well i'm not I'm not a morning person, and that stopped me from trying to do anything in the morning for a long time right and it was it wasn't until I started learning and reading this book that it just kind of changed the way i i I saw things, and that's where it starts right It starts you know a big part of personal growth and changing your mindset is just learning, learning new ways of thinking right new philosophies things like that i'm in the process of it right now so
1: i'll you know i'll let you know how all that stuff is going yeah that's really cool it's true limiting beliefs how many of those do we all have i'm not a morning person therefore i cannot do a morning routine it's bullshit yeah i mean it's ridiculous you stop yourself right in the tracks i know it's like and you can't change what i can't change right i can't like not be a morning can i go from not being a morning person to actually being a morning person I'll tell you what my favorite quote is these days, which is really crazy when I think about it. Because A, I don't really watch basketball anymore. Not like I used to. I, the Bulls suck. <laughs> and I'm a Bulls fan being from Chicago. And so it's very hard to watch the Bulls. And so I've kind of lost my enthusiasm. But I'll tell you, I love Steve Kerr, so I kind of like watched a little bit of the Warriors and I don't even know where I heard this, but one of Stefan Curry's like major core affirmations or beliefs that he tells himself every day. You familiar with this? No, I'm not. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things. I think it's like one of these affirmations he repeats to himself every single day or something like that. Yeah. I could be wrong. But either way, it's attributable to him in terms of part of his routine on a regular basis. Yeah. And I've embraced that for myself. And I got to tell you, it has helped me. I can do all things. As soon as I'm starting to feel like, I don't know if I could do this, I say, I can do all things. Reality is, we create our own reality. We do, through the thoughts that we have. Exactly. And that
2: self-talk. Exactly. You you bring up affirmations, right? And I think that is definitely an effective way to change your mindset and your thoughts and your beliefs. Can you talk to our audience a little bit about affirmations like what what are they exactly and how how
1: can one implement them in their lives I think affirmations can be very powerful I think the most important thing about affirmations though is you have to really again be extremely aware of the affirmations that are really speaking to you because I've had experience with affirmations that sound great but they just don't line up with my energy in some way so it's it's a statement it's a statement. You know, an affirmation essentially is an assembly of words that carry a particular meaning right. to you. And I think you know, even this thing, I can do all things, can mean a little bit something different for everybody. And when it resonated with me, I was going through this thing where I just felt what was in front of me was going to be hard for me to reach. And I wasn't quite sure how I was going to reach it. And I just kept and something about something about I mean, it could have been worded differently and it probably wouldn't have meant as much, but just the way it was worded, I can do all things. Now, I meant me when I said it and it just really resonated. But I think if you find the right affirmations, they can be very powerful. You can make them up yourself. I've done exercises with Catherine who's gone through Christy Whitman's coaching program and for a time and a place, they were very powerful. And it's interesting. Sometimes they lose their power a little bit, but I think it's just because we grow. <laughs> yeah, and so we might need something different down the line because that affirmation. We feel like, hey, I've done that now. I'm I'm there. I don't really need it every day in the way I needed it before. But I would would highly encourage everybody to look for those things that really mean something and and use them.
2: Yeah, the affirmations is actually one of the one of the things that is in the Miracle Morning. So cool. yeah, how yeah. Elrod, he references like that every morning? Every morning. There's a portion that morning
1: where you read And where does your he say the affirmations come from? Are you are you looking for one or do you essentially write them yourself? I think for most, especially if you're
2: new to affirmations, you want to start off with maybe some some general affirmations. Yeah. And then from there I think you want to work towards creating them and making them very personal to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But affirmations essentially are those empowering beliefs that you want to continue to tell yourself, right, and talk to yourself, you know, daily, and that through that, it will have an effect on how you live and go about your life. Yeah. Or or your day, for that matter, right? And so, you know, regarding limiting beliefs, just because, you know, I feel like not too many, I mean, most people just aren't aware of those beliefs that they have that limit them, right? And so you know one of the suggestions that i i throw out there is you know we all have the self talk and maybe you know having gone through some of the exercises or the tools that that we went over you know during the podcast i think naturally there could be some some challenges or some things that that we all think about whether it's, no, I don't think I could do that because of this. An example of that is, again, back to me, I'm not a morning person, right? And so when you have, and you make those statements just about yourself, you have to question those, right? And you gotta ask yourself, is that really true? I mean, I think it's so important to do that as well as, you know, I think that's one of the most important things about, you know, the work that we do and really being a thought partner right with people as they work through some of this stuff is having somebody there that you could talk to about you know some of the inner work that you're going through and some of the thoughts that you're having and that if there is a limiting belief that is coming up that somebody could you know ask you those tough questions about it yeah and and point it out and c- kind of
1: call you in on it
2: yeah <laughs> and that you know there is a way you can change that you can change that belief that you have of yourself, and that's that's really where it starts. Jim Rohn again. I'm going to quote him, but he has he has another quote that I thought well, it was great that ties into this, and he says, "Your personal philosophy is the greatest determining factor in how your life works out." And when I think of philosophy, philosophy to me is, you know, your thoughts, your beliefs. Your behaviors—all those things—they're kind of all intertwined. And so, make it a point, you know, be intentional about it. That you know, create a a life philosophy that aligns with the life that you want to live, right? Because typically, if you if you're not living that life, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect there. I think that's part of the journey that we're all on—is just continuing to develop and refine this philosophy that we all have. That we continue to grow and mature in, right? So, I thought I'd share that with all of you. You know, another question that I think we should all ask ourselves in in this point in the in the process, as a you know, as it relates to you know what is the way moving forward, is you know what obstacles do you see standing in your way from achieving what you hopefully want to achieve? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's
1: standing in your way? Yeah, right. It's a great question. And in our normal work we do with clients, it's what we do in that third step of our five-step process. And it does have to be addressed. There's two components. There's really what's in the way and what can I leverage? What can I really use here for my benefit to get from point A to point B? But the obstacles, interestingly, are mostly a mental construct as well. They are. And the only way we're going to get around it is got to expose it and we gotta shine the light on it and show it for what it really is. And you said something great, which is to ask yourself often, is this really true? Is this true for me? Is this really true for me? Because oftentimes we are buying into something that we just buy into. Maybe it was put upon us conceptually at a very young age, and we never questioned it. But oftentimes, there are things of this nature that are in front of us as an obstacle. And then we discover, wow, it's really not an obstacle. And then you can get to a point where you realize the only obstacle is me. Yeah. And me is what? Me is like what I'm thinking, what I'm afraid of, all mental and emotional constructs. Nothing outside of you. Yeah. Nothing. But we sort of see them that way. I can't do this because, because why? Because these external factors. yeah, right. Oh, because I really don't have the money. Well, what kind of money do you really need here? And and, and is there another way? Or what's your limiting belief about the money? Right. It could be all kinds of things. So we must always ask ourselves, is this really true? And is this really true for me?
2: You know, I I think an obstacle that definitely comes out for me is the time piece too, right? So we're talking about the resources that we have in life, right? You brought up money, you know, another one is time. And I think naturally for me, I, you know, I thought of, well, I just don't have the time to, you know, do these things that I want to do or whatnot, right? And when you ask yourself that, well,
1: okay, is that true? Yeah, let's break that apart. Let's deconstruct that. Let's do that. You got 24 hours. We all have 24 hours. I don't have the time. What does that really mean? You don't have the time or you're choosing not to take the time that you have to do what you need to do. Don't have time to listen to podcasts. Why? Oh, didn't realize spending five hours a day listening to talk radio. Right. Or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's, if you're really serious about doing something, you've got the time, you'll make the time. Yep. If your life depended on it, would you do it? Absolutely. If your child's life depended on it, would you do it? Well,
2: I mean, that's, that's the thing about the time piece, right? Is when you say you don't have the time, then the follow-up question is, what am I currently doing with my time? Exactly. And when you do that self-assessment and you really break down how you're spending your time. I know me personally. There's certain things that I could definitely cut out that I don't need to be spending my I time don't doubt on. It. Right, yeah, same here. I mean, this is this is one of the reasons you know, having gone through that that role play, you know, I I thought about you know, and a big thing for me has been just getting you know, getting my household just kind of in order, right, and all the things that that are involved with managing your household, and you know, I just think of you know, less is more, right, less of things to manage at home means more time for me to do what I feel like I need to be doing, what's most important, right? And so, you know, I I think that's one, that's one thing that we all need to be doing as we have these, these limiting beliefs is asking up, asking that follow-up question, right? And really truly finding the answer, the truth around that, you know, and back to that saying, right? The truth, the truth will set you free, once you understand what the truth is regarding your current circumstance, only then you know, can you move forward in a, in a more meaningful and intentional way.: Yeah, yeah, very true.
1: So what else you got?
2: Well, I, I think so obstacles, you know, we talked about money, we talked about time. You know there are three other resources that I want to touch on. one of them being energy, the next one being unique ability. So we'll get into that. A good one there. And then as well as relationships.
1: So let's talk about what are some obstacles as it relates to energy? I think the biggest obstacle is we think oftentimes we don't have the energy to do it. So you got to ask yourself, is that really true? Don't have the energy. Why don't you have the energy? What energy do you really need? Right. Energy, somewhat finite. Energy can be created. It can be depleted. I think we have to sort of manage that better. That's how I view it. Yeah, absolutely. Because we know what we can do to generate energy, so we should be doing the things that generate energy. We also know the things that deplete us of energy, and those are things we probably shouldn't be doing. And we might have more of a choice about that than we think we do. You bring up some good points, but
2: I think most people, including myself, I don't really, I've never really asked myself you know, how do I create more energy or what are things that I'm doing that are depleting my energy? So let's talk about that a little bit, right? right. Specifically for you, Mark, just because I know you've kind of been aware and you've taken steps. So I think you could probably maybe speak to more specific things personally that, that give you energy or that generate energy for you as well as deplete it. Right. And then, so how do you work
1: around that? Well, if there's anything I've learned on my journey is I have identified pretty much in no uncertain terms the things that really make me happy generally things that make us happy energize us good point and so i'm always cognizant of making sure the happy switch is on and occasionally life will throw curveballs or i will make a bad choice and turn the happy switch off so i think when it comes to really maximizing energy we have to know what the happy switch is for us and what are the things that get us energized I could tell you that sitting in a chair for eight hours will not energize any human being, okay? <laughs> there are certain basic principles to living as humans on this earth, and one of them is movement.
2: Yeah, staying active.
1: And so for me, I've gotta move every day. I've gotta make a purposeful movement. So in my routine, I mean, truthfully, now that I think about it, every single component of my morning routine is energizing, okay, so there's, there's meditation which for me is extremely energizing, believe it or not. Not energy in the same way that, let's say, lifting or doing yoga or asana practice or whatever the case may be generates energy or going on a great hike, a rigorous hike generates energy. But it nevertheless generates energy, as does different types of yoga, kundalini yoga, as well as the asana practices. So I have those parts in my daily routine. The other thing that gives me energy is actually food, okay? But in order for food to be truly energizing for me, I need to be in it. It means I need to prep it. I need to work in it. I need to touch it. I need to fix it, cook it, do something with it. It's a very physical thing for me. And if I can do that on a regular basis, I'm energized by that. And the other biggest component really is Throughout the day, just trying to move as much as possible. Exercise. I mean, I spend an hour at least a day in the gym, which is a combination basically of asana poses and yoga as well as resistance tr- training. I mean that's basically my thing. But beyond that, I do need to walk, and I do need to constantly be aware of moving my body. So if I'm practicing and if I'm mindful, this is the other thing: is being mindful in the moment. Yeah, knowing what you're doing every moment. Don't do things brainlessly. And when I feel my energy waning, I will get up and do something. And that helps. So is it perfect? No. Do I get sucked into things that still drain my energy? Yes. People can drain your energy. And so you need to surround yourself with the people that energize you and don't drain your energy. That's true. So people have a factor there. I mean, the external environment affects all of us on many levels. And so, again, just knowing what it is for you And continue to do that. I've learned and continue to learn that in my work, there are things that I like doing and I get energized. If I'm creating, and if I'm working directly with people, I'm energized. But I can tell you this, I can't work with people for eight hours straight. Okay? I mean, I'm a classic introvert in the sense that for me to get re-energized, I don't go to the people thing. You need some alone time. I need alone time to be re-energized. Completely. Yeah. And I know that. And so I will find that time and I will do that. And I have other choices and sometimes I have other things pulling on me, but I'm learning slow but sure how to say no and how to stay committed to what I know is true for me from an energy standpoint. Right. You make a great point there is just knowing what that is
2: for you, what's true to you because yeah. every individual is going to be different, it is. right? but. You know, going along, I think part of being intentional is, you know, as you're living and as you're taking steps, meeting people, doing certain work, whatever that might be, is taking a look at things from an energy standpoint, right? Is this creating more energy for me or is it, you know, is it draining me, right? And just knowing the difference and just do more of the things that create energy versus those that that don't, It's pretty simple and we can control that. Right, you know, I I think a big thing is definitely exercise too. Right, I think that would be the case for everybody. Like, I know when I when I've woken up in the morning and I've worked out or gone on a run, like I'll come back and I'll just I'll be
1: energized. Oh yeah, your endorphins are going exactly. You're you're rocking and rolling. I played basketball Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday mornings at the Y for pretty much thirty years, and. It was amazing from an energy standpoint. Yeah. You're happier.
2: I, I think that's that's another thing that I want to point out is just equating energy to happiness. Yeah. I think there's a there's a relationship there's there. There's a relationship. Yeah. It's a vibrational thing. And it doesn't take much as it relates to exercise. It's not like you gotta go to the gym for an hour or anything like that. I mean, if, even if it's like whatever you could do, five, Do 10, whatever 15, you could do. But know what minutes. it really
1: takes for you and do it. Yeah. And make that time. That's the key. The key is knowing what it is. And And making making it a priority and making the time for
2: it. Sounds good. So I want to shift and talk about this concept, which I feel is a major resource, which is a person's unique ability. Mark, if you don't mind talking a a little bit about that concept specifically because this is a concept that came from strategic coach, which you're a part of. Mm -hmm. So talk about unique ability and what that really is.
1: Yeah, well, I know you're pretty lit up about that. I am. I love the concept. It's a wonderful concept. Count on one hand, game changers for me, I would say Dan Sullivan's strategic coach program and specifically the unique ability component of that program, which took me the better part of a year to really lock in on it. But the whole key to unique ability, and it's all all tied together. If you're going to live an inspired life, if you're going to live a life that is truly freedom and happiness for you, you got to be dialed in and you got to be aligned with what you're really good at. I don't mean like good at, good at. I mean like you do it in a unique and better way than most people. You might be doing it better than anybody, at least that you know. And when you do it, you love it. Generally, if you're doing what you're good at, you are doing what you love. And so the concept behind Dan's program is that, you gotta be spending 80% of your awake time in the work world doing what you love and doing what you are uniquely suited to do. We are wired in a certain way. All of us are different in this regard. And when I got clear on that, it really was a guiding light for me to not do stuff that was not my unique ability. Right. If you're a business owner the concept is anything that is outside the realm of you everything outside the realm of unique ability for you someone else is doing in your organization you're delegating it out. Now it's true depending on sort of what your role is in an organization you may not be able to let's say carve out your role to be 80% of what you're uniquely suited to do. But in a perfect world every organization is built around everyone's unique ability. Right. You're at least taking steps towards that direction right and and the first step is you got to know what it is right so in the way forward this is a piece of it it is it's a clear piece of it definitely and for me you know the top two is i have to be involved in creative work creatively problem solving problems creatively going at certain types of challenges projects whatever the case may be and relationships are it for me So it's really building and deepening relationships. It brings me a great amount of joy and satisfaction. And so I know that's the right thing for me. And I know it's a unique ability of mine. And so can't recommend it more to any human being.
2: When I came across the concept, I went out and I purchased the book. They had a book on on the website. It should be coming in shortly. So I'm looking forward to digging into that and figuring out specifically what my unique ability is you know the one thing with with dan sullivan's strategic coach and obviously his coaching program is is geared towards entrepreneurs right correct now but a lot of the concepts that he talks about i just feel like personally they apply to life in general human beings
1: a human being
2: yeah obviously you know a person's work or in this case you know, entrepreneurs, right? Like their business and what they're doing for work is a, it's a big piece of, of their life. Right. But being able to use these concepts, not just as it relates to work, but just how you live your life. Yeah. Right. And just leveraging that in terms of, you know, maybe it's not you, you know, working and doing that for money, but it might be a way too, and just how you give back to others. Sure. Right. Yeah. Cause that's where you bring the most value. Right. So I I love that concept. I'm looking forward to digging into that as well. Now the last resource that I want to touch on are just relationships. You know, me personally I feel like relationships as a resource, it's a big one. It is a big one. That most people don't really don't really think about. Right. I think as it relates to some obstacles, one thing that could come up for some people is I don't know the the people you know, I don't know the people, the right people or enough people to kind of do what I'm hoping to do, right? This this big vision, right? Because if it's big enough, then more than likely, not more than likely, 100%, it's going to require more than just yourself, Yes. right? If it's big enough. And so going out there and creating and developing and maintaining the right relationships, right? Which... You know, obviously, there's there's people out there where it might come natural, more natural for others, where for other people, it might not be as easy to develop those relationships. But that's OK. I think it's knowing kind of where you're at and that I'm a big believer that, you know, I heard this saying a number of years ago, but opportunities, they're, they're found in people and so just going out there and just just meeting new people and obviously there's going to be certain people that you're just going to hit it off with right away others maybe not but does it mean that you can't have a a good positive relationship with them and you know be able to help each other out whatever that might look like so i mean that's that's one thing as it relates to relationships i mean do you have
1: you know you have anything else that you'd like to speak on i mean i would add a couple things into that you are spot on we can't do anything in the world without other people, really. But the other thing that comes to mind is is really part of your your vision and your intention is is, is knowing that you'll need some key people to yeah. do what you want to do. Yeah. And that should be part of what you do intend. It should be part of what you're envisioning. It should be part of the whole package and not to be afraid of that. And I don't think you need to go out with this great sort of recruiting effort because I think the way it really works is you've got this vision. You've got this vibration with that vision. It's emanating from spirit. So it's very authentic and it carries an extremely high vibration. And if you're a believer in the law of attraction, which we are, I am, I think you are. Yeah, (laughs) Like attracts like. So the people that will come into your life may very well be people that are actually coming in based on your vibration. And that will be there in some level of support and some level of contribution to what it is that you are seeking to build for yourself. Yeah, I would go into it with that expectation that it'll help in this way because this is how it does work. Steve Jobs didn't do it alone. Jeff Bezos is not doing it alone. Richard Branson, name it, none of them. They're not doing it alone. And so, and we're not going to be doing it alone. Yeah, you have to be open to new relationships, mm-hmm.
2: right, moving forward. But as well as I think, you know, you made a great point earlier that as it relates to energy is just making sure you're surrounded by the right people too. So just, you know, taking a look at your the existing relationships that you currently have yeah. and what people should you be spending more time with, Correct. right, that will support you and Correct. encourage you exactly. versus the complete opposite. And so just being intentional about that, which is important.
1: Very important. Agreed. Yeah.
2: You know, I, I think, you know, a big thing here is you brought up the, the, the term leverage and it's leveraging the resources that we have and maximizing that in in the most meaningful way. Right. And really thinking about, you know, those five. So money, time, energy, unique ability and relationships yes, and just thinking about that in that way. I love those five, yes. the big
1: five. Yeah, the big five.
2: Outside of that, I mean, is there anything else that you want to add? Did we miss anything?
1: No. I mean, I have nothing else to add at this time, but like the good news is we are only in season one. So right. we got plenty of time to make up for it if we got other ideas. But I think the most important thing in wrapping up that I would like to share is that You have the vision, and then the way forward is truly what one has to be thinking about and focusing about. And what's important about the words the way forward is you are going to map a way. You are going to continue to go forward. These are perpetually growing, highly energized, motion-based activities. And it isn't like, well, we'll kind of go for a way for six months. Then we'll go a little bit forward. And then, I mean, Hey, you're it's, you are on your way forward. It's an ever moving type of thing. Right. And so don't let a vision die because you couldn't create the inertia and the way forward because that's all it is. It's either you're going to be able to do it and you do it. There is no, again, I can't. I don't deserve it. We must be dedicated to the way forward is really, I guess, what I'm saying. Yeah. Committed and dedicated to the way forward. Don't get to the vision and then, ah, ah, I don't know. Ah, I don't know. Maybe I didn't really believe that. Maybe I didn't really want that. Don't fool yourself. But maybe for some people... Be courageous. Maybe it's not what they really want, right? And this is where you just kind of continue to assess. But I think you don't know that until you really put it on the line and move it forward. No, I agree. And you may find that, uh, maybe it's going to be a little bit different. Oh, maybe it's more like this. Right, it's going to change. Right? Yeah, but still, it doesn't happen if you're not moving it forward. It's actually better to be a little misdirected in going forward than not going forward at all. Because just the forward motion itself will get you there. Whether you're zigging... Or zagging a bit. Right. The fact that you're zigging and zagging is better than nothing. Right. And not doing it. Yeah. Making up an excuse for whatever
2: reason. Great point. I want to end by just circling back around and focusing on just personal development. It all starts with Where us. Where it all started. Yeah. It yeah. all starts with us. It ends with us. We are the only person that's stopping ourselves from achieving what we truly want in life, right? And I think a big part of personal development really is learning. One, learning about ourselves. I mean this is where, you know, back to taking a look at those resources is learning about ourselves and how we are currently spending and or investing those resources. You know, I think about unique ability. Most people aren't out there and truly know what their unique ability is. So just you know, once you learn that for yourself, just you know how much of a difference and an impact that you that could make if you just leverage that, you know, and focus on doing that type of work. And so with that, I want to end, and this is my last Jim Rohn quote for the day, okay? Everything comes in threes, correct? It does, and so Jim Rohn has this quote, and it says, learning is the beginning of wealth. Learning is the beginning of health. Learning is the beginning of spirituality. And Searching and learning is where the miracle process all
1: begins. Nice. And that's ultimately what we're, what we're trying to do here. Absolutely. Could we actually say learning is the beginning of health, wealth, and the pursuit of happiness? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Jim Rohn. Thank you, Aries and <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I guess, what's, what's next for us? Wow. What's next is our next episode where we get into kind of a little bit of the nitty gritty of planning we're gonna blaze the path forward and we're gonna start with an actual plan and we're gonna talk about how we do that that's in our next episode all right but meanwhile hopefully this has been helpful to the world at large all the millions of people listening to our podcast (laughs) we're gonna change the world but we do want to change your world and so we hope that it's been beneficial more to come more to come until that be free and happy take care all
0: some of the concepts and tools used in the process of helping you discover a more balanced and inspired life are provided by the kinder institute money quotient and the strategic coach these may be referenced throughout different episodes of the podcast and you can learn more about each of them in our show notes at hwph.org you can also find more information about the work Mark and Aries do at sandiegowealth.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and available directly via email with feedback, questions, and more at us at hwph.org. Thank you all for listening.